Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again. Amazing to have you back. I am today talking to Stevie Martin, who was the makeup department head for Respect. I mean, a little movie you might have heard of. It's about Aretha Franklin. I don't know. You might have read a few things about how amazing the work is in it for the hair and makeup team. You may have also heard my interview um, a couple episodes back with Lawrence Davis, who was the hair department head. So if you haven't, definitely check that out too. These two interviews work in tandem together because they, they talk a lot about the same scenes from their different perspectives and how they work together on set. I had such an amazing time talking to Stevie about this work. We really engaged in some real talk here (laughs) about the chaos on set. And Stevie tells us about thinking out of the box and thinking on the spot and how to problem solve on set when you have like two seconds to create that solution that's going to save the day. We also talk about recreating an icon and managing all that stress and pressure that comes along with it and remembering where you came from and being a true leader who manages a team to succeed in mastering a look. She tells us about the moment that she fell in love with makeup and she decided to never look back and gives brilliant advice for artists everywhere. So learn about how she views passion over paycheck as a philosophy and hear what Stevie's secret weapon was to provide Jennifer Hudson with Aretha's signature, um, shall we say glisten, (laughs) in the church scene um, at the end of Respect. Enjoy the episode. Aretha, you do talk, don't you? Not just sing. I like you to call me Miss Franklin. Hi, Stevie. I'm here with Stevie Martin, who worked on um, Respect, the Aretha Franklin movie that you all saw. And Stevie, just remind me of your exact title on the feature. I am the makeup department head. So anything pertaining to makeup, I'm the woman that you call. That's right. So tell me about how you got onto this project. And I know you've talked about it a million times, but I want to hear about it for myself. No, actually, I, I kind of like this. This project is really near and dear to me. Um, so usually when you get a call for a project, whether it's hair first or makeup first, uh, they always ask you, do you have someone in mind that you would like to work with? Um, on this project. So Lawrence happened to be hired first and he said, I would like to work with Stevie Martin. And here we are. I love that. So that's Lawrence Davis who did the hair and um, were you, you, you weren't personals to Jennifer. You were the head, both of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's amazing. Can you just talk about how there's room for everyone? And it's, Tell, tell, because we have a lot of makeup artists and hair designers that are listening and you know, it can be competitive and you know, it can be like a certain way. So yes. <laughs> can you talk about how it's advantageous to be kind and share? <laughs> um, I do. It's very important to be kind um, because you never know who is watching you you your next referral might not be from a hair person it might not be from a makeup person um i had the opportunity of working on a movie with um jamie fox and 
the next job I got called for was in Canada. And I was like, who knows me in Canada? I don't know anybody in Canada, but it was a referral. So you, and it was from the line producer. So you just don't know who's watching you work. Um, and I feel like you just do what it is that you know that you're supposed to do and be passionate about your craft and it's room for everybody and you'll end up being where you're supposed to be. That's beautiful. Yes. It's, it's very important to sort of always be on, you know, and it's exhausting to live that way, but when you're doing what you love, you know, well, it doesn't feel like work. So exactly. I really love makeup. So when I'm doing it, it doesn't really feel like work. Um, so that's what I mean. If you're passionate about it, like if you're for me, it's passion over paycheck. The paycheck definitely helps, but makeup is something that I would do for free and have done for free sometimes. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you two came together with the costume designer at the same time. Is that uh, is that how all the meetings took place? The three of you or was it sometimes just the two of you? Or Jennifer? Well, usually the costume designer gets hired first because okay. it's extensive right. and all the wardrobe and everything. So he pretty he was hired before we were. Okay. Um, and so when we got hired, you know, we all had a meeting with the director, Lisa Tommy, and she gave us the vision of, of the movie. And so just looking at the different costumes and seeing what we were doing, what she was wearing, you know, what was going on in the script, like our collaborations were, okay, hey, we're getting ready to shoot, but we all met up in a trailer and we were like, she's wearing this today. So what are you thinking about hair? What are you thinking about makeup? So we were in it together and we made sure that it was cohesive and that nothing really overpowered anything. And Mm -hmm. it was all... Um, just a, a very great marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were your favorite looks to work on? I would say my favorite looks, one was respect when we did the concert. I was like, finally, I get a chance to do some eyeshadow and some, you know, last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, because, because it was so simple. It was so simple. And Aretha Franklin, like she mm-hmm. wasn't during that time, wasn't into the heavy glam. She was right. a preacher's daughter, you right. know? And so... It wasn't that you wearing all this makeup, you weren't wearing a whole bunch of lipstick. Okay. So just even being true to the time where research wise, it's like, okay, this is the period. But also Aretha was, she was a preacher's kid. So when we did respect, I was like, yeah, she, you know, the gown and the eyeshadow. So that was one of my favorite. And I would have to say the second favorite would be the Amazing Grace. Um, yeah. In the church, yeah? Yes. because That day was really special, right? It really was. It was like we really actually had church service. So the emotions that you saw on camera, like that was real. It just kept the camera going, you know? And so it just felt like you actually were probably a part of that moment when we were recreating it. So that was, that was great. She was definitely there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She tapped in yeah. and everybody else tapped in along with her. So mm-hmm. it, it made for, you know, a great moment in the movie. Yes. Well, that certainly showed that was my favorite part of the movie too. It was beautiful and so well executed. What was some of the biggest challenges that you had? Well, Aretha Franklin sweated a lot when she would perform. 
Um, and usually like, oh, performers sweat, but she also had a drinking problem. So ah, good point. Comes, good point. That comes out of your pores. Right. You know, so it's like doing research, you know, you I would see the performances and you know, I would and but when I dug into her story, I was like, that's why your body is detoxing while you're singing. So not only do you have the natural sweat, you have the sweat coming out of your pores. Yeah, so it was like of course. now I have to do sweat and makeup, you know. Um Oh and maintain God. the integrity of the makeup. So how did you do they it? Have, they have things out here uh, that are like sweat formulations. And I was like, that I don't, that's not gonna work for me. So I took <laughs> <laughs> I took this product was like a dewy mist uh, by Tatcha. Mm-hmm. And I mixed it with this is crazy. I mixed it with matte lip lip glass, which is the stickiest stuff ever. Yes. But it stayed and it wasn't running and it really beat it up and it looked like she was naturally sweating. So I I was okay with that. And how I did you figure that the, out? That how did you figure out that company? Just like one of the things on the fly, what really happened was I was like, it was in my fanny pack because I wear a fanny pack on set because you never know when they're gonna call you in you gotta do something. Yeah. And having this big old bag, you're like, okay, what am I looking for? You digging through it. So true. So I would have a fanny pack. And that particular moment where I realized that she needed some more sweat, I was just like, oh, it's in my it's in my set bag. Like, cause I had it <laughs> set up in a in a certain yeah. bottle and container. And I was just like it's not there and I was like where is my like looking for one of my makeup artists and I was like hey do you have some lip glass and the touch of spray that we use and they're like yeah so that's pretty much how it came to be I love it that, <laughs> and so that stayed the droplet stayed they say it, it didn't run it beat yeah. in it really looked like, you know, how when you start that sweat, somebody's nervous and you just like, how do those bees just appear like that? And you don't really yeah. know where they come from. Yeah. That's, that's the look that it gave. And, you know, the direction was we didn't want all that sweat falling on her face because then that would have to be a reset after reset. And we all know on production time is money. So yes. I couldn't wipe her down and start over. So it was like coming up with certain things that I were new, that I knew you know, what helped me out. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. I love that, that little secret. <laughs> so and now then, that's, now that's the sweat thing for me. I'm like, uh-uh. that's going to be your I go-to. Really, that's my go-to. Like it was my go-to, you know, throughout the movie. And then, you know, it really worked on, um, that amazing grace moment where she really yes. oh look God. at the documentary. It was like, yes. sister, you, like it, it looked like it was raining on her face and I was like we can't do that <laughs> so and, like, and so that was important to replicate yes that was something was, that Lisa was, was like a, absolutely it was it. it was it was a moment so you know mm-hmm. during a period mm-hmm. it's very important to be historically accurate yeah. and this is Aretha Franklin I was like Lawrence if you don't get this right they're gonna drag us mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't want to be dragged <laughs> and I don't want to be known for that and they're like oh yeah we're not gonna call her right saw that biopic and it wasn't so you know with having a family there um they were really present and getting the okay from them and you know were they they there physically there okay wow no sometimes they were no pressure no no pressure at all to get a call to say hey you know can you do aretha franklin biopic who 
yeah so then then there's that it's like oh we gotta get it right Wow. Were were you feeling, how were you feeling the whole time? Did you ever doubt yourself or were you, were you like, okay, I'm on the right path. We're doing the right thing. She, you know, I know that that moment in honestly, to be really honest. Yeah. No. So yeah. I was like, okay, Jesus, you got me on this. You're going to get me through. Cause I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, Like this is huge. And it's all eyes and you want to, you know, pay homage to an idol, you know, people are going to be looking for certain things. And it was a lot of pressure. You know, I didn't have a lot of background makeup artists because this was other productions going on. So it's kind of like, let me get some quality people. So I was very much hands-on. I was in the trailer. I was in background when my actors weren't there. At the top of the morning, I would go with my team, set my stuff up, go in the background, help with background, you know, okay, I got to go pack my stuff up, go back to the trailer, you know, and get everyone ready. So (laughs) very much worked the, you know, entire movie, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was like, it's very important to me as a, a department head in leadership that I let my team know that I'm in the trenches with you, even though I'm the department head, you know, I can go back to background, you know, I can go and help you. I'm not above that. By That's any wonderful. Means. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's not a lot of people that feel that way. No. And I learned <laughs> that too. You know, I had a department head, which I consider, you know, a mentor. And when I saw her do that, I was like, oh my God, when I get in a position, I'm going to do that too, because that let me know that I'm right here with you guys. And I don't think of myself, even though I'm in a position of authority or leadership above you, that I don't feel like I'm above you and I can't do, you know, come back here and humble myself and help you guys make a great movie because you're here for me. So. Right. Right. That's beautiful. How did you come to do this? How did you decide that you wanted to do film and TV as makeup? Oh, me and my stories. Um, <gasps> so I worked at, well, I was started off doing hair. I was a licensed cosmetologist. Okay. And so I was like, I want to do hair and makeup. And so it was like, how do you go about doing it? So I started working at Mac Cosmetics. It all goes back to Mac. It all starts there. <laughs> so I'm an old school Mac girl. Yeah. Um, and I only worked at Mac for like a year and I got an opportunity to work at CNN doing hair and makeup on the anchors. And I was this like, is New York, New York, no, it's Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta is the head- okay. headquarters, which a lot of people don't know. Right. right. So you That's have right. HLN, you have, you know, Espanol, you have all of those. And I was like, TV makeup. Uh, I don't really know about TV makeup. And they were like, we'll take you through training. So I did that for about ah. eight, nine years. And I was like, this is not it. It has to be something, something I want to This I want to be in production. And so I got an opportunity to day play, which you, you know, go on and you help them in background. Mm-hmm. And oh, Tiffany. What? I quit my, I quit my job. That was it. I was like, you fell in love. Is, this is where I'm supposed oh. to be. And I never have looked back since. <gasps> what, what was the project you were in on background? I don't even remember. I think it was like a TV show. Yeah. It wasn't even even a film, you know, or anything like that. And I was like, 
no, this is where I'm supposed to be. And what was the and pull? I, what was the vibe like that you responded to so strongly? Just uh, the people. It was the fascination of helping make a project come to life. I like, see. Yes. Um, and the m- many different moving parts. And I was like, this is it. Like, I could see myself doing this. And I am. And I quit my job. And never looked back since. And then, so you were union from CNN? Yeah, so okay. Uh, CNN got me union because that's TV. Yeah, yeah, um, that's so right. So I got my, four, so about eight, nine years of TV. Yeah. Like I had my hours and everything. So it was just a matter of doing paperwork and getting in. And here I am. So. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay, so then so then you went through. Now, I saw saw you on Claws. Do you know mm-hmm. Ignacia? Is, mm-hmm. Okay. And my friend Jen Lyon is on Claws, so I love yes. it. Is that so much yes. fun? Is that, was that such that, wild? Hot. It, it's hot, right? It was wild, but it was, it was, it was great because that show has so many moving parts. You mm-hmm. had the beauty, you had the special effects, <laughs> you know, you have the tattoos, you have anything that's thrown at you. So that project was great for me being able to like, just having the knowledge of jumping in and you know uh, going the trenches and you know being able to make things happen on a fly and mm-hmm. I think if I would have any advice for you know any makeup artist is you know learn the genre learn the craft but don't just learn makeup you know learn everything that goes into making a production because you just right. never know what you're going to be asked and be able to think on the fly. So what I would do is teach myself, I would forget things. I would forget like, what if you don't have eyeliner? Purposely forget eyeliner. Oh, well, you can make eyeliner with mascara. So I would tell makeup artists, don't cripple yourself with the things that they give you to make something happen. Right. Well, lip gloss. Lip gloss. <laughs> I was like, this is some sticky stuff, but let me tell you, it's going to stay. Did you say, were you like apologizing to She didn't even know. She didn't know. She She was so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't know. She trusted the process. (laughs) Of course, of course. You know, she was just like, if you're here, you know, then I'm trusting that you're going to make it happen. And that's important too, to have the trust of your your actors, you know. I wanted to ask you more about that. That's something that I'm obsessed with is that like as a makeup department head you um are very you understand all the things about production that not a lot of people in the department understand like no we can't pay your parking because then we can't pay, mm-hmm. have the the wigs we want you know what i mean and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know it's hard to be a leader and translate all that to your team mm-hmm. and also how, how does that play into how loyal you are to the talent do you ever feel torn like if the talent wants something you have to make your well let me tell you what i do I okay like, i feel like it takes sometimes i tell tell the artist it takes money to make money so yeah. if my my talent wants something and production is like, oh yeah, we're not gonna be able to do it. Then I might myself go buy it, yeah, just so that they can have it, you know, just for their comfortability. Yeah, you know, sometimes okay. that happens. Yeah, you know, oh they're not gonna pay for this, or they're not gonna pay for that. You're eventually gonna get it back, you know, some type of way. Whether it's not on that project, you get called for another project. That's and such good advice. It pays for itself. So 
just because production tells you no, you're putting your name behind something. So whatever it takes to put your name behind something, mm-hmm. then by all means you should do it because it's a representation of you. Because when the what the audience sees, they don't know what's behind the scenes. Yeah. It's not gonna say closed caption just so you know they didn't have the budget to get her X, Y, and Z or to make they don't know. They're only knowing the product that you put out. Did so, you say it's not gonna say in the closed captions? <laughs> Just so you know, that part. Yes. (laughs) Everybody laughs when I say that, but it's true because you can't, we can't explain to the audience really what happened. Totally. So they're just looking at the final product. They don't know that they, you, production told you no. And that's why that looks like that. So then, then there's that. I love that. That is priceless. You need to start writing a book right now about how to do it. The okay, so so, so now you know. People, I'm not jinxing anything, but people are talking about that award, and you know what? How do you deal with the pressure of like being talked about in the awards circle? You know, is it exciting or does it scare you, or do you try to ignore it? How do you deal with it? All of the above. Mm. Um, I just pretty much take it for what it is, you know, just to be in the conversation. I'm grateful just yeah. to have be have, you know, chosen to do this project. I'm grateful. So if nothing else ever comes out about it, I know that I did the project justice and I can continue to move on and make other good things to award or no award. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And then you went on to do Evan Hansen after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that what was that face? It was hard because it was COVID. And it's just like during. From, yes, we did that during COVID. Oh, and my God. I didn't know that. So you come from uh, another music musical to another one. And it's totally different, you know, so it's singing, but you really don't know what anybody looks like because you got your face mask on. Oh so, my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Where did they shoot? So, Where did they shoot? In it? Atlanta. Oh, really? Atlanta. Do you live in Atlanta? I do. I oh, I'm, I thought this whole time that I was talking to LA, but I'm, yeah, I'm in okay. Atlanta. Okay. East Coast girl. Um, I'm in Atlanta. We did it in Atlanta. Um, it was challenging. I bet. I um, didn't know that it was shot during COVID. Oh my goodness. It was challenging, but it turns out to be good. So yeah, it, yeah. it's just one of those things where it makes you appreciate what just the little things, just to be able to see somebody's face and to talk to them or not stand back in the back and be like, hey, this is what I look like. And then oh put your mask back on because yes. people want to see what you look like. You know, they want to yeah. see who's working on them. You know, it's our industry was never made to be, you know, distant, mm-hmm. like, or socially, it's a very social environment. And so it, COVID just even from then on now, it's totally different. So the moments we had on respect, I don't know when we're going to have these same moments like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll have them again. I'm praying. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, Stevie, but yeah, I... just to just to be able to have my kids go on. And we went to the movie theaters. So we went to the movie theater to go see it. And um, just 
to hear the reaction and for my kids to hear the reaction of the of the audience you know wow. that was enough for me I was like that was it if anything else comes of that you know just to have your kids proud of you um and to see that you know hey my mom did something bigger than I even you know knew what it was so yeah I was going to ask you that lastly, like what, how do you, how do you personally balance? I talk a lot about being a mom and working these long hours and um, how do you find a way to balance all of that? And do they understand, do they just get it? Your kids? They get it where they're teenagers now. So they get it. Um, um, But you, for me, I have to have a village. So, you know, it's my parents and, you know, it is, they've been very hands-on and, you know, they'll make sure that, you know, when I'm working, that they'll go get the kids and, you know, homework. And I think homeschooling was probably the biggest challenge. Yes. COVID. I was like, please, somebody come get these kids. So you were homeschooling and Evan Hansening? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, Stevie, it was so good to talk to you. I loved all of your advice. I'm sure I'm going to have you on again and I'm going to be watching for you at the Oscars for sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so definitely have to do this again. This was fun. Oh yes. And I mean, I, what do you have? Can you reveal what's next for you or what you're on or? Oh, not really, but it, it is pretty it's pretty good. Oh, okay. Another, well then, then we're going to be it's another back. movie. It's another movie. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. All right. Yes. Well, I will stay tuned and I will have you back to talk about it pronto. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing with me how much you're enjoying these episodes and check out Lawrence Davis's interview. He was the hair department head, as I mentioned before, for respect. And so it's really cool to hear how the two of them, Stevie and Lawrence, work together on this film. And it's and it's interesting to hear their different perspectives of the work and how harmoniously they work together. Next week, I'm talking to Linda Dowds from the Eyes of Tammy Faye. There's lots and lots of awards buzz for the team behind the Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's absolutely my favorite movie of the year. I'm so excited to share this interview. Um, I spoke to Justin Raleigh a couple weeks ago, um, so check out that interview. He did the prosthetics for the eyes of Tammy Faye, and my interview with Linda, we talk about how they work together, so this is kind of cool to see the ways that the different teams work together. It's very, very um, interesting to hear how prosthetics and makeup makeup work together on a character and developing it, so I'm excited to share my interview with Linda Dowds with you next week. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker, with art design by Kelly Riley. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at Look Behind Pod and Instagram at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.